now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, hop along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Hey, thank you, Mark Larson and Southern California. Welcome to this July 4th weekend edition of Ron Real Radio. I'm so happy that you decided to join us. I think we are going to make this very well worth your while. I am your underfish host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. And again, we are happy that you chose to be with us for a little while on this uh, Sunday uh, 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 afternoon. Hey, uh, let me just give you a little bit of a rundown what we're going to be looking at tonight. First of all, right out of the gate, Mr. Gary Graham is going to be with us. Gary Graham is the uh, outdoor writer for Western Outdoor News. His specialty is Southern Baja, California, and we're going to talk about all things Southern California Baja with uh, Gary. And then after Gary, we're going to take a little break with uh, James Nelson. He's going to give us a local report. And then coming up in the 6 o'clock hour, Mr. Tom Gatch is going to be with us. And Tom Gatch is going to talk to us about all things that are northern California. Tom Gash is a writer and an editor. He's also written a book, Hooked on Baja. So we're going to try and answer all your questions tonight with regards to what's happening in Baja. But before we get everything started, let me first introduce to you the co-host of Rod and Real Radio. First, this beautiful woman. She is the national sales manager for Iserline. Quite an outdoorsman in her own right, both fishing and hunting. Miss Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I just got off a boat, and I know I sound like I'm in an echo chamber, but I am in Dana Point. We just finished the Passport to Fishing uh, Department of Fish and Wildlife uh, program, and it was wonderful. And I am on the air with you, John. Well, I, Wendy, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. If by any chance you find out that your duties have to take you somewhere else, you know, I understand that, and please let the, let us know, because uh, I know it's been a busy week for you, and I appreciate you being here tonight. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm on the air with all you guys. All right. Hey, uh, Stan Vandenberg, he's off. He's on his way back uh, from Goose Lodge in Alaska. Stan will be with us next Sunday night. Uh, and I'm sure he'll have a couple of three words to share with us with regards to how his trip went up to Alaska. So look forward to that next Sunday night on Ron Real Radio. Hey, Wendy, 
Let's get with our next guest, because I know you know this gentleman well. We've known him for a long time. He's been a good friend of Rod and Real Radio. I've, I've dealt with him for many, many years uh, uh, when he had his uh, uh, guide uh, business, uh, Baja on the Fly. But it seems like he has really evolved into knowing a lot about Baja, California, especially Southern Baja. He's now an uh, outdoor writer for Western Outdoor News, and I think a number of other publications, too writing always about Baja, California South, Mr. Gary Graham. Gary, how you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. I just got back from Baja last week, and so let's talk fishing. <laughs> hey, Gary. Hey, Wendy, how are you? It sounds like you I'm already doing are fishing. Good. How are the kids? <laughs> oh, well, they're doing great, and... Uh, you know, happy 4th of July and happy fishing to everyone. This is a great fishing season. Well, okay. it seems that way, but uh, Gary, uh, just in general, before we start getting into some of the specifics, you know, we've seen uh, cyclical fishing down in Baja. It seems like uh, in some of the years it wasn't that good, and then it picks up a little bit, and then El Nino comes along. Just in general, what is the overlook? Uh, the overview of the Baja Peninsula and the surrounding waters when it comes to fishing right now? Well, it's the new normal. (laughs) 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 I I don't know how else to put it. It seems like, seems to me that every year is a little bit different. No, it's this blamed on this, that, or the other thing this year. uh, I think it's been, got off to a pretty interesting start uh, when you get into that, but Basically, right at the at the moment, there's one thing that almost happens almost every year, and everybody gets a little panicked when it happens, and that is a cold, cold current usually whips around the tip of Baja up into the Sea of Cortez. Usually earlier in the month this year, it happened about 10 days ago, and you'd have thought somebody got hung or something the way some of the people were talking, but uh, it uh, actually is uh, already dissipating. I... Um, uh, I just, as I was sitting here, got an email from John Ireland at uh, Rancho Leonero saying the tuna bite is back on. As of no. today, all the boats limited, right. and then taking it just a step further and a lot bigger down at uh, at Cabo this afternoon. I got an instant message from Griselda Griselda Smokehouse, and her, first she said, "We've got a fish coming in. It's 250 pounds." And a guy named Mr. Scott Wise and, and Noel Wise from Houston, Texas showed up with this big tuna so while I'm asking questions about that frantically I get another text from her saying oh there's another fish coming and it's 300 and Mr. Bruce Paul and Brooke Paul from San Jose caught that one with uh, Jamie on Dr. Pescado so it sounds like the tuna are biting and some pretty big ones Actually, there was a 175 caught a week ago Friday, too. So things in the tuna department seem to be pretty good, and the rooster fish department, that that as well. But uh, this is by far the most, and I'm not the only one, all of the regulars that spend a lot of time in Mexico or live there, nobody has seen the number of large roosters that have been caught and released as there have been this year. Uh, Bart Hall caught one that was over 80 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Really? Now, yeah. was this uh, uh, down uh, between the East Cape and San Jose del Cabo, or where was this fishing, uh, Gary? It, well, the tuna that I just mentioned were both at East Cape and at Cabo, and the rooster fish are everywhere from 
the uh, tip of Baja all the way up to uh, La Paz. And actually, I just read another report that they're also catching some up at um, at uh, Loreto as well. Right. You know, Gary, I love fishing for rooster fish, and I would love to catch a big double-digit rooster fish because, I, I mean, it, it's so exciting to see a rooster fish go after your topwater bait fighting a needlefish and and just charging your bait, popping it up in the air because they're both fighting for it. And the combs come up and they're like uh, fighting. Uh, it's it's just the greatest. Yeah, they're really visual, you know. And the cool thing about them, the bigger they get, the bigger the bait they'll eat. It used to be that one of the favorite baits, would, and still is for that matter, is ladyfish. And, you know, one of those are 24 inches or so. And they swim on the surface, and the roosters with that comb that's up 18 inches up out of the water behind them is a pretty dramatic scene. Yeah, I know. I, I like fishing them on poppers, Gary. A lot of times when we're trolling, you know, parallel to the shoreline, I'll, I'll take a big popper, and I'll I'll bring it and cast it to the shoreline and bring that popper back towards the boat. And as the boat is moving down the shoreline, that popper kind of gets in the uh, uh, the trolling pattern. And to see one of those roosters, though, hit a topwater bait is, man, there's an adrenaline adrenaline rush there that is almost second to none. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular, no question about it. And, and the size of them is, I mean, I, I just, I, I'm seeing uh, photo after photo of fish over 50 pounds, and I just am stunned by the number of fish that that have been caught this year. I don't know where they came from, but they're, Definitely, there's more large fish this year than I've ever seen before. And I've been going since 1973, as you know, so it's been a while. Well, Gary, let's talk a little bit about getting down to Southern Baja. First of all, you know, when you take the airlines down there, uh, they'll take you to your, uh, obviously, your airport destination. You fill out a visa usually when you're on the plane. Uh, You've, uh, you know, made sure you've gotten your fishing licenses uh, back in the United States so that you can fish down there. But for those people, and there seem to be more and more that are starting to travel down to uh, Baja Sur uh, by vehicle, what papers and what documentation and at what time do they have to get together in order to get down there with the proper documentation? Uh, well, you have to have a um, your ownership uh, papers for the car, of course, or truck or whatever, and the boat. If you take a boat down there, you will have to get what they call a, a TIP, which is a 10-year import permit. They're not difficult, and you can get them online, um, a number of different websites that are oriented toward Baja. I know BD Outdoors, where I write, they have a complete section on how to get your fishing license, how to get your uh, uh, to get the uh, TIP and your boat, per- your fishing permits and fishing license, and uh, any and even what they can put you in touch with who to get it, vehicle insurance and boat insurance from. And those are the primary papers. If you're driving down, uh, if you cross at Tijuana, you're going to uh, at uh, at Chaparral at that gate there. You can park right there with your rig if you've got it, and go inside, get everything, all your paperwork, your uh, uh, FMMs and, and your tourist permits, and they're twenty-five dollars uh, currently is the going rate for them. And you can fill them out right there, pay for them, and you're on your way. You go across 
they uh, check your vehicle for if you're uh, importing anything, and, and they have been recently. Now, I just drove down, oh, three weeks ago in my van, which is a one-ton uh, self-contained, and they didn't do it to me, but I guess some of the vehicles, they are x-ray, but it's a matter of just driving over an x-ray machine, and, and that's all there is to it. I didn't have, they didn't do it to mine. But as far as the roads are concerned, uh, there are some potholes and stuff on uh, Max One, uh, Max One from uh, Catavina down to uh, Bay of LA and, and the turnoff at Portocitos to, uh, to uh, Bay of LA, and then between there and Godero Negro. Beyond that, the roads are in very good condition. Uh, the interesting thing that's happening now is that. Uh, Mex One, which is the traditional way to go down on the along the coast, down through Ensenada, San Quentin, El Rosario, and down that way, is always been the, the accepted way. However, there's a couple other variations to that. Now you can drive down on Mex One and use take advantage of the toll road, and then turn on Mex Three, going across the peninsula, and then over to Mex Five, which takes you down through. San Felipe in that direction. The catch there at the moment is there's 23 miles of dirt road beyond Gonzaga before you get to Laguna Chapala that brings you back onto Mex 1. However, they're working on that now, and, and it will probably be within the next couple of years that that's complete, completed. But that definitely is the road of choice. There's a lot less traffic that way. Actually, the truckers are also going that way just because of they don't have to go through all the uh, populated areas. Okay. Now, for those uh, of us that are flying, and let's just kind of make the, the trip around uh, uh, going to Loretto and La Paz first. Uh, uh, regularly schedule flights, or do you really have to uh, watch the airlines because are they intermediate flights? Is it better to go out of Tijuana, uh, U.S. Uh, uh, airports, or what are your suggestions? Uh, either or. I mean, it's up to you, up to the individual uh, with CBX with the border crossing at uh, uh, there at the airport at uh, Tijuana. That's pretty convenient. I mean, there's parking right there. You can park there, walk across the bridge. It's uh, I think they charge sixteen dollars to go across. You walk across, uh, clear customs right there, going in. Fill out your paperwork, your tourist permits, get on the plane and fly. You can go from there to Loretto and or La Paz and uh, Cabo. And I flew a month and a half ago, I don't know, a month or two ago to Loretto, and uh, that was uh, in that particular case. What did I? Where, oh, I flew out of L.A. just because it was a last-minute flight, and I, that was the only one I could get. But half of our group went down on seat uh, across. Uh, at Tijuana, flew down on, uh, uh, see, they flew down on Alaska, and Alaska only flies every other day, I believe, to Loretto, but Valeris flies every day, which is what I flew down. Mm -hmm. And usually, uh, uh, like on Valeris, you can get a, a better rate, but people have to be warned that Valeris is like a super discounted airline, and Anything above and beyond your regular bags, if it's fishing rods, tackle, any of that other stuff, they uh, uh, they really uh, dock you for uh, you know pretty heavily. Yes, there is. Uh, it's kind of like you know like any of the discount airlines, but um, uh, Alaska is not. And uh, if you fly out of San Diego, 
Uh, I understand they take rod tubes and so on and so forth. There was some discussion last week about going down with rod tubes on Valeris, and I guess you, they send you to a different desk, but uh, the price, the cost of it was not, was not as high as I had imagined it might be. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it wasn't, wasn't outrageous. Hey, uh, Wendy and I were talking with uh, outdoor writer for uh, uh, BD Outdoors and Western Outdoor News, Gary Graham. Gary, we got to take break right now. Is any way I can get you to stay over for a little bit longer? Sure, no problem. All right. Hey, you're listening to Rod and Reel Radio on AM540 or at rodandreelradio.com. Wendy Toshihara and I will be back after these commercial messages. can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hi, I'm Chad, designer and owner of Hookup Baits. Hookup Baits jigs are the most realistic and effective jigs ever developed. The realistic action and looks of these jigs catch everything from crop and trout to yellowtail and tuna and everything in between. In fact, in the last year, I have only thrown hookup baits and have caught close to 100 different species of fish. These jigs are so versatile and easy to use. 
with eight different sizes and colors to match the hatch wherever you fish. You can fish them on top, you can fish them on the bottom, fast, slow, and even troll them. You can find these great jigs for fresh and saltwater fishing at hookupbaits.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has a new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag, Quantum Fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619 466 8355. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. Hey, Wendy and I, we want to welcome you all back to Rod and Reel Radio on this holiday weekend. Our special guest this first hour is outdoor writer for Bloody Decks Outdoors and Western Outdoor News, Mr. Gary Graham. Gary, thanks for giving up some of your Sunday to be with us. No problem. Happy to do it. Hey, uh, Gary, we were talking a little bit about uh, bringing some gear down there, and I I always seem to be confused because there doesn't seem to be any uh, cut-and-dried policy, but my my fishing uh, um, uh, reels... I like to bring my own fishing reels. Some people say don't bring them with any line on them. People say bring them with line on them if you're bringing them as a carry-on. Yeah, you can go ahead and put it in your pack, you know, luggage, but I don't like doing that. I like to carry them aboard. Is there any defined policy when it comes to bringing reels aboard the airplane when it comes to them being spooled up with line or not? No. It's it's individual airlines, so you sort of have to check with whatever airline you're going in. The policy seems to um, be kind of like trying to hold a piece of jello. It changes frequently, so unfortunately, there is just. <laughs> what was that, uh, Wendy? And it depends on which day. <laughs> no. Well, the deal is, is if I bring. Uh, uh, you know, my good uh, Accurates or Avits with me, and I've got them spooled up a Spectra, and uh, I've got, you know, my fluorocarbon top shot on it. Just that spool, I've got a little bit of an investment in. I don't necessarily want to put that into uh, check baggage because sometimes you never know what's going to happen right. with it. But at the same time, carry them aboard, and I don't want them uh, something else to happen to them because of the fact they've got fishing line on them. Of course, and uh, yeah, I understand the dilemma, but by the, uh, it's, like I say, I mean, it, it requires, uh, the only thing I can answer is that it is not, it's not written in stone, nor is it particularly dictated by any federal or, or any uh, uh, governing body, right. so it, it is individually uh, decided, apparently, from what I can understand, and I know how frustrating that sounds, but that's kind of the way it is now. There are alternatives. You, a lot of the people, a lot of the uh, operators in almost every place you go. In fact, everywhere, all of the normal places that you might go fish are now offering uh, equipment that will match whatever you've got in your bag. Great equipment. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Accurate has a lot. Almost everywhere, any of the areas you go to, as an example, uh, in um, East Cape. Uh, Genren sport fishing, everything they've got on the boat is accurate. 
I mean, that's all they fish. And um, so you, you never have to deal with uh, whether you've got the right tackle or not. You're gonna, you know you've got it because that's what they have. They advertise it. They, and at the, by the same token, there's uh, the same in Cabo. There are people down there that do the same thing. So, so there are options that uh, I understand wanting to use your own equipment. And, and quite frankly, in my case, I drive down once a year. I drive down uh, every June, and whatever I need personally is always I just take down in the van. And of course, nobody that's not an issue at all. So that that's why I'm being uh, less than completely. I mean, I can only tell you my experience, and my experience with carrying rods on the plane is zilch. I don't. I never carry tackle. Yeah. So I, unfortunately, I can't answer the question other than I do know from discussions that I've been in before that it requires that if, if you, uh, that before you make the trip, you simply have to call the airline and verify, and I would certainly ask for the name of the person that was verifying it. I understand. Gary, how about accommodations, whether you're staying at San Jose del Cabo or Cabo San Lucas, the East Cape, uh, Loreto, La Paz, uh, uh, have you found, is there any advantage to not making reservations anywhere and trying to check in? To one of the lo- one of the hotels or whatever it is down there when you get down there, or it, can you cut a better deal if you make arrangements ahead of time and then uh, uh, have them ready for you when you get down there? Walk-ins. Uh, certainly, most of the hotels will take walk-ins, but I don't find them to be discounted at that point. If you if you're doing a trip or a five, you know, some kind of a, a package deal, you're certainly going to get a better deal all the way around. I would believe um, the um, most of the hotel, as far as accommodations go, I can't. Almost every every place you go now, the there are certainly uh, good accommodations at uh, Cabo, of course, and East Cape, the same thing, Loreto, uh, La Paz. All of them have good accommodations. And I, quite frankly, I think it, it just makes a lot of sense. If it were me, I would be booking them ahead of time if, that was, uh, if I was planning on going to, visiting a certain place just to get what I wanted that was close to where I wanted to be to get me to the fishing, et cetera, et cetera, rather than hoping that there might be some vacancies. I understand. Gary, uh, there are some people, too, and, and uh, I find this uh, even nowadays, that people are worried about their safety down there. They, they hear the story of cartels and battles between gangs and everything else like that. Uh, uh, can you, uh, you know, give us a little update uh, with regards to, as a U.S. citizen, are safety going down to any of these uh, uh, Bahasur locations we're talking about? I, yeah, I, I think that uh, I travel alone almost 100% of the time. I don't know if that's personality or just incidentally the way it works out. But anyway, everywhere I, I drive up and down the road frequently, I have not found any certainly have not come in contact with any cartel, quote-unquote, or any, actually, I'm, or anybody dead, for that matter. Okay. And I, um, uh, frankly, I, I mean, I know the stories, and I know they've uh, been online and so on and so forth. And, yes, there are cartels that seem to have uh, disagreements among themselves, but they seem to be among themselves. They certainly are not killing um, 
uh, tourists, uh, at least to my knowledge, and I, I quite frankly have not, I have not heard a story of any any tourist that was harassed or in any way that unless. And there's a big unless. It dep- if you're in the wrong, if you're in the wrong kind of neighborhood, or you shouldn't be there. If you're in a, if you're uh, in certain kinds of bars in Cabo, as an example, there are bars that you would not be in in the states. You shouldn't be in down there. And those are pretty obvious. Uh, it to me is a matter of uh, common sense, and as long as you. Um, are aware, just like you would be in the States, of where you go or don't go, where you stay or not stay, where you park or not park. All of those are, the, it's the same kind of thing. You just want to use some common sense. And uh, uh, quite frankly, I think that, uh, like I say, I, I've traveled there since 73 and, and uh, have never had an incident that I could uh, hang my hat on that I thought I was my life was in danger. You know, and I, I, I have people that uh, you know, relate that same sentiment. I mean, you go down there, there, you don't see gas stations and stores being robbed. There aren't drive-by shootings. Uh, uh, there aren't incidences of road rage where people are, are getting killed or seriously uh, injured or anything like that. It just seems to be, if you're down there, uh, for entertainment and vacationing and fishing and enjoying the resorts, and you keep out of those places that uh, you know that you know maybe something good, uh, uh, not so good is happening. Uh, you have absolutely no problem. That's correct. And uh, Gary, uh, a lot of people like to go down there, catch a lot of fish bring them on back here uh, with them uh, on the trip back to the United States, whether you're, you're in San Jose del Cabo or uh, uh, any uh, or Loretto or whatever it is. Uh, is there any particular um, glitches that people run into when they are trying to bring fish back? Yeah, don't use styrofoam coolers. Always have your fish frozen solid. And always bring your own duct tape so that after they've looked at the fish that you can tape up your, your coolers. But hard-sided coolers are a must, and frozen fish are a must. Right. And now some of, some of the newer locations, for instance, let's look at uh, uh, San Jose del Cabo. They've got the new marina over there, which is uh, uh, something that was, was being built when I was down there last. How, how is that? Uh, shaping up as a place to go out fishing and as a destination for tourists to go. Are you talking about Port of Los Cabos in uh, yes. San Jose? It's fully operational. Okay. Uh, and there, there was Odile or whatever, whatever, however long ago that was, and there was some damage then, but all that's been fixed. The Ponga docks are, have been restored, etc. But it's it's fully functioning and uh, filling up. There are a lot of uh, yachts from Southern California and beyond that are there now. Uh, IGY at Marina at uh, Cabo is pretty much doing their, uh, they're still working on some repairs, but that's just because of a governmental issue and a governmental insurance issue there. I met, I was with Darren Carey, the manager of the uh, IGY Marina, and they are working as fast as they can to complete the rest of that, plus increasing the the length and number of slips that they are, have in the marina so are there uh, also there's another uh, there's another uh, 
Marina, you overlooked. There's one up at uh, East Cape, which is at La Ribera, and it's now yes. called Costa Palmas. And that is on a month-to-month basis. They are developed. The new owners have taken that over in there, and I was given a tour of it uh, recently, and it is uh, is coming together very quickly. Uh, the Four Seasons is going to be open. I was told that it should be open within the year. Well, that was my... Uh... Uh, next uh, uh, question, uh, uh, but I know that area was always subject to flooding. Anytime they had a lot of uh, uh, of rain or a hurricane would come through there, I'm 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 hoping that that's a problem they've mitigated. They've mitigated it. They, that that place is is going to happen. I, I get asked all the time. Oh well, is that really is there really going to be something there? It's going to be there. I wa- I was driven around it by uh, Gary Barnes Webb from Rancho Leonero recently, and and trust me, it's going to be there, and it's going to be there for a long, long time. There may be hurricanes, and they may sustain some damage, but I promise you, it won't go away. Yeah, Gary, uh, taking the trip from. Uh uh, Cabo San Lucas, north to Toda Santos. Are are there any developments in there that we should know about, or is that still kind of virgin beach area? No, not really. There's uh, a new area that uh, Solomar Properties, Grand Solomar Properties, it's called Rancho. It's a whole new development above Cabo Falso. I'm not sure of the acreage. But as, as I, I believe what they told me the last time I talked to them, that it was going to be like 2,500 rooms. So it's pretty good. It's a, a really big project, but it can't be 2,500 rooms. There's 2,500 rooms being added in the Cabo area as I speak throughout the, with all the hotels. And they are now seriously talking about adding another building to the airport, which uh, will be needed to accommodate all these new rooms. Gary, uh, Robert uh, from San Bernardino has just texted me, and he says uh, he travels down to uh, 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 Baja Sur quite frequently. He always feels safe there, but he wants uh, me to ask you the question, travel insurance. Is there any particular type of insurance that uh, you recommend people should get, number one, if they're they're, uh, flying in and or if they're driving in? If you're driving in, yes, absolutely, you have to have Mexican insurance. Your, your American insurance is not good below the border. And it, it, there is always this debate about, well, it's good 20 miles below or whatever. Just assume it's not. You just buy Mexican insurance, and then you have it, and you don't have to worry about it. Never travel in Mexico without Mexican auto insurance. If you don't have it, you'll go to jail. It's that simple. If you're in, in an accident, and regardless of fault, you'll end up in jail if you don't have the uh, insurance. As far as travel insurance, uh, I'm probably not the best person to answer that question because I drive most of the time. I do fly some, but I, travel insurance is not something that I even consider as being necessary. Um, if, if a flight's canceled by the airline, they've always honored it. Uh, if I cancel it, of course, that's a different thing. But uh, Travel that as far as travel insurance, no, but absolutely on insurance. The other thing that I did have a discussion recently with some people about is uh, Aravac, some kind of Aravac. Depending on your health, that may make sense. I know IGFA, as an example, offers a policy that's good anywhere in the world. Uh, there's several companies that do that now. It's not inexpensive, but it's certainly if you 
are um, if you have health issues or have any reason to believe that that some or you're depending on your age, it may be that it's important. Now, in my case, I haven't found that to be something that I consider necessary. But uh, I, as far as the Aravac, I do have an Aravac policy that's that's included in one of my credit cards or something. So, all right, but other speaking, than that, you know, we're speaking with Gary Graham. He's the outdoor writer for Western Outdoor News and BD Outdoors, and we're talking about Southern uh, Baja. Gary, this uh, this hour is going by quickly. Uh, we got to take another break. Can you stay with us just a little bit longer? <laughs> sure, no problem. All right. Hey, uh, Wendy and I uh, will be back after these messages with Gary Graham talking about Baja Sur. Stay tuned. Are you ready to sell your current boat and upgrade in preparation for the 2017 fishing season? It's sure to be one for the bucks. I'm Zach Zorn and a broker for Kessler Yachts located in San Diego. As one of the largest and most reputable brokerages on the West Coast, I can ensure that your boat will be sold in a timely manner or that your dream boat will be found. If you want to sell your boat or looking to purchase one, call Zach Zorn at Kessler Yachts, 760-815-8866 so that your name can be added to our long list of satisfied buyers and sellers. That's Zach Zorn, 760-815-8866. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovid reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, boat California, save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Hey, Wendy and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Our special guest this hour is Mr. Gary Graham, outdoor writer for Western Outdoor News and BD Outdoors. And Gary, again, welcome uh, to Ron Real Radio. 
Thanks. Uh, can we talk about Loretto for a second? Yeah, well, let's do that. Okay. Uh, I've been down there several times recently, and they've really fixed up the Malacon. It's very very well done. The marina's uh, nice as well. However, most importantly is that the Dorado that have been missing for the last three years seem to have returned, and which, of course, has got everybody there pretty excited. The uh, uh, there will be there's a tournament next weekend if anybody's going down that way that's fishing for the mission and it's uh, on the um, uh, July 6th through the 8th so that the but like I say the Dorado are there as somebody said to me today or sent me a text earlier today why would I want to sit on a rock pile and, and soak a bait at 300 feet when I can drive around? Uh, sar- sargasso and catch dorado so that kind of gives you gets you gives you a sense of where it's come back to because the last three years have been pretty desperate for loretto as far because that's always been their bread and butter butterfish but it, they are back and by the way they're not only there they're um have been dorado all all up and down the uh, sea of cortez side and up on the pacific side though the pacific side right now is pretty cold but um, that's that cold water current we were talking. I was talking about, but um, uh, definitely a Dorado in the mix now, and and they're seeing them, and uh, Jonathan seen them in both La Paz and Las Arenas uh, down at East Cape. They're catching them there, not in big numbers, but they are catching them. Has there been any more development in the Las Arenas area? I know there's been groups that come in there, and it, it always seems like the the big problem there is access to water. Is that uh, area been improved at all, or is it it's still uh, pretty rough out there? Uh, there's there's one development there, and, I'm, and the name's going to escape me right at the second this minute. But it's on the um, uh, as you're looking out at the bay where they launched the boats on the right side there. But other than that, there uh, there really hasn't been any other development. The uh, restaurants uh, that that giggling marlin started it's not called something else but it's still operational but that's about it all right and you know we've been talking about staying at hotels or anything like that is there any program down in southern baja to stay in any type of housing that's like a b&b or anything like that or is would you suggest that for most of the travelers going down there staying at one of the uh, established uh, resorts or hotels you know, there, I, I'm not really familiar with the B&B mar- deal down there. I know that there are some of them floating around I've heard of, but uh, they, there are, like at Eastcape, there's some homes that uh, people are renting out, but I don't know that how it, if it fits into the B&B directly uh, or how they've got it structured. But if you look, uh, 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 let's see, Baja Pony Express, if you look up that, that's a, a daily, or not a daily, but... It, frequent newsletter that's sent out from East Cape, and it has some rentals in it, but there are other agencies there in East Cape I'm familiar with more than anywhere else, and, and there are some, uh, again, if you just type in Los Barillas or East Cape and, and rentals, you'll find plenty of rentals that you can rent homes uh, from individuals. Gary, I know you're a veteran of traveling down uh, to Baja Sur. In recent memory, is there something that has happened or crossed your mind that just completely floored you because you did not expect it or you did not know what's happening down there? Uh, well, I think that I knew it was happening, but the what I described earlier about 
next three, five, and and one, that is a significant alter. That's going to alter the entire face of Baja. Uh, when it when they finish Mex five, which will be in the next year year or two, when that's completed, that will change the way the traffic pattern because nobody will drive down the west coast of Baja and drive through San Quentin, Ensenada, all of that area that's fairly congested when they can go down the, the other side through Calexico, Mexicali, and go down that way and not have the traffic, have good roads going all the way from the, where you enter there until you get to Laguna Chapala, which is below, um, below Catavina. So it, it will make a big difference, and it makes a difference in time. It's, it's three hours quicker uh, going down that way, regardless of what speed you drive. Well, in making that trip, though, do you suggest that you break it up into actually two days so that you're tri- driving uh, definitely during daylight hours? Daylight hours for sure, uh, two uh, and two days for sure. I uh, I drive it uh, a little bit different than most people just because of my timing, but I, I always take two days regardless of uh, – it used to be I could I'd drive it less than that, but um, – uh, two days to make, makes a lot of sense, and uh, definitely um, stay off the roads at night. It, it, it's a, it's more about livestock than anything else these mm-hmm. days because they just simp- they're simply a, the livestock comes out at night, and it make and it is problematical uh, if you're on the roads and if you're driving outside beyond your he- speeding beyond the the lights of your head headlights, uh, then you're going to get in trouble eventually. Because there, there's always animals on the on the uh, highway. Well, Gary, in just a couple of minutes that we have left uh, with you here, uh, tell us how can people stay in contact with you? Where are you being published uh, specifically? Where we can read about your adventures and and again, we want to congratulate you on the honors bestowed upon you by the Outdoor Writers Association. Congratulations! That was pretty neat. Yeah, it really was. Thank you so much. I I was uh, very surprised to receive all that, but it was a terrific experience. As far as finding me, GaryCGram.com uh, will get you there. I write for uh, Pacific Coast Sport Fishing, Western Outdoor News, uh, BD Outdoors, Gringo Gazette, Destino, and uh, anybody else that's willing to pay me. Well, <laughs> <Gary>. <laughs> Well, uh, Gary, uh, you know, when I first met you, you were guiding people down there. Have you kind of eased out of that, or can uh, people still contact you for a trip down to the East Cape uh, and have Gary Graham as your guide? Uh, Probably not going to have Gary Graham as your guide, but we do have Baja on the fly. It is, I think it's going on 30 years old, and it still offers fly fishing trips, in East Cape, Cabo, and Magdalena Bay. And speaking of Magdalena Bay, while I'm thinking of it, Magdalena Bay, I just got a report just a few minutes ago from there saying, Marlin, 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 (laughs) on the ridge outside of Magdalena Bay, which that's kind of interesting. That's just way early. So there's also yellowtail there, which even makes it a more interesting mix. But uh, that came from Bob Hoyts, but uh, he's there and lives there, so he knows what he's talking about. But anyway, yes, on... on, um, uh, the Baja on the Fly, yes, it still exists, and we do offer trips, uh, and you can call 
uh, go find our website, which is BajaFly.com, and our telephone number is 800-919-2252, and uh, feel free to call us. You can talk to me. I'm easy to find. You can text me. You can uh, uh, find. I always carry my cell and my cells on all my signatures, so feel free at 760-522-3710 if you don't have it. And as you've probably uh, gathered by listening to Gary tonight, pretty informational when it comes to talking to you about Baja California and the ifs, ands, and buts. And, Gary, I want to thank you very much for, I know we just scratched the tip of the iceberg here, but thanks for sharing some of the information with us and updating us on what's happening in uh, Southern Baja. You're quite welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And, Wendy, I'll see you around. All right. Hey, Gary Graham. Hey, now I think if we uh, got him on, uh, time for a quick Southern California inshore report with a fish icon himself over this uh, holiday weekend, Mr. Jim Nelson. Captain James, how you doing tonight, sir? Oh, no James. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I thought maybe we might have Captain James with us, but it doesn't look like that. Wendy, are you still with us? Okay. Looks like Wendy's gone, too. Well, needless to say, uh, 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 you know, we've got uh, more information coming up to you on uh, Baja, California, and uh, but we're going to switch at uh, 6 o'clock to uh, uh, Tom Gatch. Tom Gatch, outdoor writer and editor, uh, uh, for uh, um, many publications, also wrote his book, uh, Hooked on Baja. We'll be talking a little bit about what's happening. Hey, in the meantime, want to let you know that the 19th annual El Cajon Ford San Diego Team Open is going to be coming on up. It is on uh, August 14th and 15th. It is the 19th year for this uh, event. You can go to uh, uh, SD tournaments to get an entry form or go to any of the um, uh, tackle stores throughout uh, San Diego here, and you can pick up your entry form for the El Cajon Ford San Diego Open. It's a two-day event. It's going to be on El Capitan and San Vicente this year. So uh, come and join us. $6,000 is guaranteed to the first-place team. Hey, uh, joining us a little early, but let's bring him aboard, uh, is our reporter for Northern Baja, Mr. Tom Gatch. Tom, how you doing, sir? Tom, are you there? I sure am. Hey, you there you me? are, Tom. Hey, Tom, welcome to Rod and Real Radio. We've got a, a couple of minutes here just before the uh, top of the hour, and let me just go through, you know, some of the credentials that you have that allows me to introduce you to a, a guy that knows a little bit about northern Baja. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, basically, uh, you know, I, I wrote a book called Hooked on Baja, and I've been uh, writing for a number of years about fishing in this particular area. I've written for the Baja Times for a number of years and Baja.com for a number of years, and um, also uh, have, uh, as a matter of fact, right now, uh, although it's not really about Baja, I have uh, a piece that's in the new uh, American Outdoors magazine. This uh, this month came out about uh, Wednesday on the 1st, and it's about really about fishing oil rigs in Texas. 
Um, it's one of those things I can get into later, but it's one of those things that kind of takes something that could be a lemon and turn it into lemonade, but that's a whole other show. Uh, as far as other things we're doing, uh, you know, I've got an, a new, uh, a new uh, group uh, hired me to do uh, regular boating blogs for them in regard to some of the saltwater uh, boats that are best for angling and various environments. And uh, I'm going to be having one out for them here probably next week on uh, on the aluminum boats, especially I'm not going to mention any names right now, but some of the ones that are particularly seaworthy uh, for people who may not want to have a, uh, something that's not trailerable, uh, but something that they can still get out and get, get into some tuna action with. So I've been doing a lot of different things. Of course, always Baja Brown Insurance uh, Services. I do their quarterly uh, uh, Baja Fishing Report, and that's just been out the summer uh I think it came out about two weeks ago, but uh, there's a lot of lot of good stuff going on this year. I'll tell you, it's uh, it's it's really kind of nice. It's uh, <clears throat> I'm I'm not sure that we're going to be into the same kind of later, you know, Dorado fishing and stuff in the northern area that we were, but we could very easily. Uh, one of the most well, I could go on and on about different ones, but if we go up and down the coast, uh, you know, in the northern part on the Pacific side, there's a lot of uh, very encouraging signs going on. But uh, so, how have you guys been doing? I we are doing great, but we're coming up uh, against the uh, uh, 6 o'clock break, Tom, and why don't we hold off? Uh, Captain James Nelson is going to give us a quick report just after we come on back, and then we'll get back to you and uh, get as much information about Northern Baja that we can get in and the time to allow. So uh, can you All stay right. on for a little while to be with us? Oh, absolutely. I've got a ton of stuff to talk about. <laughs> All right. Hey, this is Rod All Real right. Radio so on AM540. Give me on back. At, at rodandrealradio.com. Uh, Tom, uh, just stay uh, on with us, and we'll get with you here in just a little bit. Same with you, Captain right. James. We're going to take a break right now. Stay tuned. There's still a lot more Rod and Real Radio to come. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a bit set back with just what company to go with? Rod and Reel Radio urges you to try American and family-owned Land's End Charters. Land's End Charters offer their clients affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. 
Fish with their brand name fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a family-run business with over 50 years of experience. Go to landsendcharters.com to see all the current vessels and amenities available and call Cabo Greg or Jenny directly at 800-281-5778 when you're ready to get fishing. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today HM landing 619-222-1144 or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Guano Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in the Mesa at 619-466-8355. Attention Rod and Reel Radio listeners, be sure to check out the Code Group mobile app. You can listen to the Rod and Reel Radio show live along with show archives without internet access. The Code Group app has all kinds of cool features for fishermen including daily Southern California saltwater reports, weather reports, episodes of inside sport fishing, marine traffic, and much more. Get the free Code Group mobile app by texting the word REEL, R-E-E-L, to 90407, or enter the words code group in the App Store on your smartphone. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Hey, Wendy and I, we want to welcome you back to the second hour of Ron Real Radio. We're going to have... Uh, Captain James Nelson is going to give us a little inshore report. And then outdoor writer Tom Gatch is going to join us. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, northern Baja. And, and Wendy, I know that uh, you just came back uh, from a trip. How was it uh, for you, ma'am? Guess we don't have Wendy. Okay, we'll get back to Wendy in a bit. Well, let's talk a little bit about what's happening to our inshore waters with Captain James Nelson, the fish icon. Captain James, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great, John. How about you? Hey, excellent, excellent. Uh, uh, I, I'm wishing I was fishing. I've been seeing pictures on uh, uh, James Nelson on uh, Facebook, and I've got to tell you, a lot of people that you're taking out fishing are catching some great fish right now. You know, it's a great time to be out there. Yeah. That's, that's the beauty of it. Tell us a little bit about what's happening on our inshore waters. Uh, well, you know, in the bay, you've got the bass doing their uh, their summer, spring cleaning, summer thing that they like to do together to help us uh, have more bass in the bay. <laughs> and uh, so they're doing that. And then you've got halibut roaming around here and there. And lots of Corvina this year, John. 
And, and of course, you you see all the pictures of all the critters, uh, the yeah, monsters yeah. that we've been getting between the guitar fish and the rays and leopard sharks. But this year has been just phenomenal with the Corvina. I just I can't believe it. I, Jim, you must have lit up some kid's day big time by getting him set up with one of those big bat rays or leopard sharks. I mean, that to, to some of those kids, that's a fish of a lifetime. You know, and I can see why. <laughs> they're they're cool-looking fish, those leopard sharks especially. Uh, you know, and uh, I get a lot of folks from inland areas and, you know, you just don't catch fish like that in Colorado or New Mexico. <laughs> now, uh, Jim, with the uh, the Shelter Island uh, uh, launch ramp being majorly curtailed with regards to launching out of there, uh, when it comes to meeting clients, uh, can you still meet clients there, or are you arranging to meet clients uh, in other places on the bay? Well, we're meeting elsewhere, and to keep my... Uh my port permit current. I'll probably be going into a slip here very soon. Um, as soon as I've got a, a marina that's going to work with me, uh, I've been talking to a couple and uh, a couple of them for them to have commercial slips. You know, they they try to put it uh, so our activities aren't disturbing the liveaboard. So there's a couple of marinas that that I've been talking to, and I'll probably be going out on marina soon. I'm not going to say anything until I know exactly which one, but uh, but that's that's the route that I'll be taking here very shortly to get out of the way. Uh, Right now, we've got basically Pepper Park open and J Street, and then I just heard that uh, Glorietta finally reopened, and I, I guess it's newer. I haven't been there to see it, but, you know, again, just for, for my sake uh, and for the sake of everybody else, I'm just going to kind of get out of the way and get into a slip for at least a few months while the summer season, you know, the crowds are only going to get bigger, as you know, especially if the bike gets better. So it's it's just better to get out of everybody's way, and that's what I'm going to do here very shortly. Again, I'll announce that once I know which marina. All right. And, Jim, I, I've noticed uh, in our immediate uh, offshore area in coastal, uh, there seems to be a phenomenal calico bass bite uh, happening out there right now. Uh, and have you had a chance to go out there and, and catch some of these calicos? You know, I haven't, John. Uh, we've had a few, uh, very few trips that I've taken in the kelp this year. Uh, and, you know, with my new rig, I won't go offshore, so I've been turning those uh, on to other, other clients, uh, <laughs> to uh, other guides out there. Um, so, yeah, most of my stuff's just been in the bay. It's fine. It's my playground. I kind of have, have a few spots that I like and a few spots that uh, the fish like me. So that's what we say. And obviously uh, there's uh, no loss of... Uh, uh, fishing when it comes to staying in the bay because, uh, as you've mentioned before, pretty phenomenal out there right now. It is, you know, and, and that's kind of a, a different approach to it. You know, when I first started guiding 10 years ago, as I was taking everything I could and taking folks everywhere I could and, you know, kind of kind of coming to a comfort zone, so to speak, as much as I hate that phrase, but kind uh, of kind of allowed myself to come into a comfort zone of realizing where I could best serve my clients. And then, um, you know, I've met a lot of great people along the way, a lot of great guides, you know, of course, Dwayne Diego, you know, got Brian, Alan, you know, if, if people want to do other things, I just, I just, you know, pass them on, you know, give them their numbers and let those guys do what they do as a specialty. Well, apparently you're doing something good, Jim, because I know I've tried to find an open date to get out with you, and I haven't been able to do it yet. You've been pretty well booked. But if people want to see what your schedule is uh, uh, for July and August and, and parts beyond, uh, how's the best way to do it? 
Well, they could always reach me at the website. It's thefishicon.com, or they could uh, contact you there at the shop. I, I know Angler's Arsenal and a few other shops are more than willing to give my info out. Or the old-fashioned method, the good old telephone, 619-395-0799. All right, Captain James. Thanks a lot for that report. We look forward to talking to you here in a, in a little bit, okay? Always a pleasure, John. Thanks again for having me, and talk to you guys next week. All right, uh, Captain James Nelson. And, and, Wendy, I think we've got you on now, do we not? Yeah, yes, we do. Sorry yeah. about that. Hey, uh, that's okay. Hey, we've got uh, Tom Gatch with us, and we're going to be talking a little bit about fishing in northern Baja, but uh, I know you've had a fishing experience. How, how did the uh, uh, the project go with the uh, California Department of Fish and Wildlife with you? You know what? We are, I am an ambassador to the Passport to Fishing program with um, CDFW, and Terry Wilson did a great job. Yesterday we had um, hands-on training for 51 people on how to, how to, yeah, it's great, on how to fish, what to expect uh, from knot tying to um, you name it. We went through it. And the, the, the prize to going through one of our programs is that on the second day you get to go fishing on a sport boat at a Dana Wharf on the Dana Pride for free. So we had 51 people today out on the Dana Pride, along with the mentors and volunteers who help out at this event, and it was great. I personally had a little girl by the name of, of um, Lila and her father, Julio, and she was the greatest little girl. She was nine years old. She went through the program, learned how to tie knots. I taught her, taught her how to tie knots, fishing knots. And today she went out there, got her rod and reel, and said, Miss Wendy, I want to do it by myself, nine years old. She was rigging, and she was tying her knots, doing the, the San Diego jam, putting on her own anchovy, and casting it out there to catch fish. Today the boat caught a total of 14 different species. Wow. That is great. Now, Wendy, this is, I know, the second event of its type that has come along. Is there another planned schedule uh, event coming up that people should know about that's like this? There there is, and it's the first weekend in August. I I believe it's the 5th and 6th or the 6th and 7th, whatever the first Saturday and Sunday is. (laughs) And um, it's limited to to, uh, first come. So if you don't get on. Um, you can go ahead and get on the list so that you can be able to make it the next time. But Carrie Wilson does a fantastic job. Um, people from the industry come out for this, and it's a great learning and hands-on learning experience. All right, Wendy, hey, that sounds great. Hey, uh, let's get now to our uh, Baja specialist for Northern Baja, uh, Mr. Tom Gatch, he's outdoor writer, uh, lives down in northern Baja. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, hey, some of the things we can look forward to. And all we have to do is just cross the border, whether it be on the Pacific side or the Sea of Cortez side. And, Tom, thanks a lot for, uh, uh, you know, staying on with us while we get a couple of other reports on it. And welcome back to Ron Real Radio. Hey, well, thanks for having me back on, John. You know, um, <clears throat> i got to tell you, I was, 
listening to the uh, Southern California report up there, and I got to tell you, it's uh, pretty much like that down in northern Baja, maybe a little bit on steroids. Of course, we wouldn't want to say that. But I'll tell you, the fishing is looking really good this summer for what we have going. Um, we've seen one of the things I'm really encouraged by, even though um, we haven't seen things to me that indicate we're going to get a hell of a lot of like uh, the tuna Dorado stuff. We may later on, we may, but we are having a great year on the Jurel or Yellowtail. Uh, my buddy Jay Johnson was just uh, out with uh, Yvonne uh, Violino at, at Vonnie's Fleet about two weeks ago, and he took four, I mean, all, almost a clean uh, limit, Mexican limit of five. He took four yellowtail on his little half-day uh, ponga trip, and they were between 24 and 27 pounds. I'm looking at a picture right now. Nice. And these things, yeah. And, you know, a lot of times down here what we're having um, – um, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, in, in, in the old cooler days, um, you know, summertime even, too, was not that good always for, for bottom fish because the water would get a little bit warmer, even with the Humboldt current and everything. And, you know, uh, so they'd slack off a little bit. But the thing that we haven't seen a lot of yet are the schooly yellowtails, the guys that come in, you know, the, the what, about 7 to seven to 12 pounds, and there's a whole lot of them. Haven't seen those. A lot of these guys look more like homies home guards that have been hanging around for a while and are getting larger and larger. And what they've been falling for mostly, now, a lot of the time, the past couple of years, we have been trolling like the Rapalas, you know, in the, in the mackerel pattern. A blue mackerel is a good one. And some of the other ones, too. There's a couple other, other colors that work really good. Um, and, and actually, you've had to troll them out by the rocks quicker than you would normally troll. In fact, whenever uh, I was out this one time, I asked the skipper, I said, what do you think you're going to do, catch you some wahoo? And he says, oh, no, you wait a minute. And <laughs> didn't get out of his mouth before the, uh, the, the, the reel started screaming. And, and we were picking up some really nice yellowtail. They were right near the rocks at Rokas, and you had to keep going on those because if you gave them any slack at all, they are expert. The bigger they are, the older they are the more adept they are at getting back into those rocks. And once they're there, baby, you not only lost the fish, you lost a $25 lure to bat. Oh, so that's a, yeah. But, 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 but that isn't been right now. They've been getting these things on iron on the surface. You use any use light surface iron. I would say I would recommend a blue and white chrome or maybe pewter. And you throw it out there. You can work. You find working birds. And you go out there and just start throwing these things and just kind of work them across in kind of a, a salt water, uh, what would you call that, walking the dog kind of thing on the surface. And let me tell you, there's nothing like it when one of those big fish comes up and bursts through the surface with that thing, throwing spray in every direction and making your real scream. We've got a lot of that happening right now, right here at the end of the Punta Banda Peninsula. All right. But there's more. There's yes. more. There's much more. Tom, let me uh, just ask you a question and uh Again, uh, it seemed, you know, this is a, an interesting subject for a lot of our listeners, and I'm uh, hearing from Richard and Pastor Robles, and he's asking, he's heard uh, of a, uh, a deepening of the marina or the harbor down at uh, Colonnette. Do you have any information about what's <laughs> happening down there? Okay. You know... I shouldn't say anything because, really, when it comes to slowing down because of budgetary things, you know, uh, on the U.S. side, you know, we, you know, the the Mexicans have filled their side in on that crossing to finish. We haven't been able to quite get the budget together for that. So, uh, uh, just like that, every country's like this. You know, you you have these grand designs, and you have only so much money to work it with. But for several years, what they've been talking about down there is to have a grand port. 
And this grand port would be um, something that would allow uh, large, um, large, not only the big container ships, but any kind of industrial uh, maritime activity that you can imagine would be put in there and allow for a straight shot up to the U.S. It would be great for commerce. There would be jobs. But then on the other hand, you have this. You have the loss of that area near Colonet. You have people in Bahia San Quentin that are protesting a little bit because they think their livelihoods might be messed with. Yet, as we've seen before in every area internationally, when this kind of thing comes up, it always usually goes toward the, you know, the grand design of what do they call it uh, up up there that when they take your house and are doing a, a, a freeway, they call it, uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, eminent domain. Eminent domain, yes. And it's basically the same concept wherever you go. Uh, anyway, we're hoping, we're seeing, and, you know, we started talking about this, just to give you some hope on this. Um, they were talking about this stuff over 10 years ago. And if they're just deepening it now, that's fine. If they will ever find the funding to do all this, that remains to be seen. They've done a lot of stuff. I've seen a lot of things down here as far as, in fact, uh, the development in Baja California technologically is just staggering. They are uh, talking about flying. Uh, but the reality is on this thing in Colonnette you're talking about, man, um, we'll have to just wait and see. But I know that from my standpoint and probably yours and anybody who's involved with Double Hall in the fall kind of, you know, shoot Brant and, and catch rockfish and everybody who thinks about the lovely fishing around Colonnette, all of us kind of are chagrined by this thing. I mean, I'm not trying to be like uh, somebody who's trying to stop progress or money, but we have to always also remember that there's a tremendous amount of agricultural value in the San, San Quentin Valley. In fact, uh, I think if that was gone uh, we would might, or, or impeded somehow, we might find one heck of a lot higher price on our local tomatoes. But that's All right. My... Hey, Tom, get, Tom, we've got to take a break right now. Tom, uh, can I get you to stay on for a little bit longer because we've, We've, not, we've hardly even begun to talk about Northern Baja. Oh, scratch the surface, baby. All right. Hey, uh, Wendy and I, we're going to take a break right now. We uh, are speaking with Mr. Tom Gatch, and he is a writer and author on uh, all things that are Northern Baja. We're going to try and get to a lot of the subjects and the questions that not only we have, but hopefully the questions that you have, too. So stay tuned. Uh, Tom, Wendy, and I will be back after these messages. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, boat California, save California. Share the love at boatcalifornia.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specialty heat treater to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. 
H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Wendy and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Our special guest in the second hour is Mr. Tom Gatch. And Tom is an author and a writer, uh, specializes uh, a lot in northern Baja, uh, California, but also many other locations throughout Baja and literally throughout the world. Tom, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for bringing us back here, man. Hey, I, I just want to, you know, quickly... I want to hit a couple of locations on the Pacific side and, and uh-huh. give us just a little bit of a rundown on, on what's happening there. And I've got to tell you, I get a lot of people coming here to the tackle shop. There's a lot of people running on down to uh, Castro's camp in that is area. How is that a destination for Americans down there? And, and tell us about the facilities that are available there. <laughs> Okay. Well, I, I, if I were joking, I'd say I, I must be physic because I was about to say the very same thing about the same type of area of fishing. Uh, the one thing I would say for this type of thing is um, <clears throat> there are a number of people, and I, I, I'm, we'll get to Castro's in just a second, but I think that everyone should realize um, there are a number of different uh, criteria for people when they come down to Baja. Some people want to go on something that may be a little more, uh, you know, rugged. Some people may want to go on to something that has more of a, uh, a resort kind of a feel, and, and they still want to go fishing. So there's all kinds of places to go, and I just wanted to tell people that one of the things, if you, if you have a short period of time, and, and, and also let me preface this, John, by telling you that anybody, anybody that I mention here by, by a, 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 a a company or anything is not anyone I have any connection with uh, commercially or anything. These are my personal opinions, and I I put them forward as such. But I I put them forward with a certain degree of educated inspiration because I get a lot of insight on this stuff and hear a lot of stories. And I got to tell you, if you are going for a quick trip down to Baja um, and you want to do some fishing and you don't want to go all the way to Ensenada, um, if you want to have if you have kids. 
Uh, if you have a family situation, one of the nice places where you can go fishing, not in a boat per se, but uh, you can go to the Rosarita Beach Hotel, you can go out on that pier, because there's a beautiful rock formation at the very end there, and if somebody's a good caster, they can go out and throw uh, metal out there and throw plastic out there, and I've seen, I used to do uh, um, monthly seminar or tournaments there, and I can tell you there's some good fishing there. Also, if you want to go down just as far as La Salina, you know, a little bit beyond Puerto Nuevo for the lobster place, you go down there to, uh, there's a place, and then these people are a little north of there, but they service the area of La Salina. A Castro's fishing, or not Castro's, but um, a Campos sport fishing is a guy, he and his dad, uh, they have some good boats and they go out of La Salina and you can sometimes get in some really good offshore action there during tuna season. Um, obviously, we've got our places down in Ensenada. We've got, if you want to not go any further, you know, than just a metropolitan area and a little bit further down you can always go to Vonnie's fleet or a number of the places down in the south bay of of Bahia de Todos Santos however having said what you said i got to tell you before we got to Colonet and before we got to San Quentin we have to talk about uh, good old Castro's fishing place uh, i used to always call it Castro's camp but if people want to check in on this on facebook Look for Castro's Fishing Place, not Castro's Camp, because otherwise you won't come up with it. This place has been a, a legendary spot for Americans who want to get away, usually for an overnight trip, uh, or two nights at the most usually, uh, to go down and cash in on some of the best deep water, or not, I even say maybe shallow water, considering how deep you have to go in some areas, rock cod fishing, and, and, and they have some of the most premier fishing for reds, you know, Pacific Red Snapper or Vermilion Rock Cod. And as you know, John, I sent you a picture of that earlier this week. <laughs> and you saw the size of these fish. What Why don't bonanza. you tell people what they looked like? Yes. What a bonanza. How, you know, how are some of the ways that people contact the organizations that are down there to find out availability, lodging, and all this type of stuff, uh, uh, Tom? Well, um, every area... Um, has it? Uh, there are a lot of um, places where you can go. Um, I would one of the things that I always do in my uh, my fishing report quarterly for Baja Bound. I also um, mention the names of some of the top uh, people who are, you know, who are the uh, purveyors of fishing services down there. And and if I may, one of the things I have to tell you is just before we came back off the break, I heard you talking about good old Cedros Outdoor Adventures. And I got to tell you, I've known I've known known uh, Jose Angel since he and Melanie first started this operation, and they have built this from the ground up to be a premier place for people who love to get away and do some quality sport fishing. And they do have they have some epic epic fishing for yellowtail in the thirty to forty pound class. Epic fishing for some of the best calico bass. Boy, they pull the checkerboards in on the plastic there. I mean, you're picking up fish eight pounds sometimes. You, you get tired of pulling these things in and releasing them. But let me tell you what they've gotten lately, because about a month ago, they started to see a pickup of our good old flat friend, the California halibut. And they have been picking up fish to 25 pounds and larger on the in, nice. inshore, on the sand, and they've been using everything from plastics to trap rigs to everything, and they've pulled in some nice flatties. And for me, uh, you know, I like to catch and release too, but I'm a cook-and-cook cook guy, kind of if it's good fish, you know. 
you know, now, uh, and mad halibut, man, you can't beat it. It gives up 70% of its body weight in boneless, skinless fillet. I don't think there's a more productive fish in the Pacific Ocean than that one as far as that. You know, when uh, I think, obviously, when I go down to, uh, you know, fish in, in the Baja area, also stay yeah. at great places, but have some fantastic food to eat. And you know, everyone mm-hmm. always thinks about Puerto Nuevo. Is, is that as better as it used to be? Is it the same? Uh, is it uh, touchy uh, or is it beware or what? Oh, listen, I would, first of all, in Baja right now, I would never say beware except for use the same common sense you'd use anywhere in the world from that standpoint. But let me tell you, there is fierce competition down here, and one of the nicest things we have when you talk about gastronomy, particularly with seafood, we have many of the major um, universities down here in Ensenada. And I must add that Ensenada has more advanced degrees per capita than any other place in Latin America. So we have the pull of some of the finest chefs that have been trained by culinary masters at UABC and other these places, and they are now permeating a lot of these restaurants, and I can tell you the level of cuisine that you're getting in Baja right now is so much higher than what you even got 20 years ago. I mean, we're talking Baja Med cuisine that we have people like uh, Rick Bayless, we have people uh, you know, like, uh, well, uh, everyone who is uh, is a lover of good food, there's a couple of, of, of hosts for this, but I gotta tell you, when it comes to Puerto Nuevo, the one thing we must always remember is the same thing we remember up here. And that is that our lobster season, what, starts in around September and ends around March. And if you go to Puerto Nuevo during that time, you can get some fresh lobster. But you've got to face some pretty sobering realities if you go on the other months. Number one, the lobster might be frozen. Now, don't get me wrong. If a lobster was harvested quickly, properly taken care of, and quickly flash frozen, it could be very, very good. Not quite as good as fresh, but very, very good. Um, another thing that is the less desirable is people will then poach. Mm. And they will poach lobsters. So if you get a fresh lobster between March and September, chances are it was taken illegally, and, you know, go by your, you know, let your conscience be your guide. I presently... Uh, and never have been a big fan of that. In fact, when you know we live up uh, on on the hill up uh, at, the, at the end of uh, Le, at the end of Punta above Labuvador, and I got to tell you, we get guys. Or we used to more guys coming up here in these in a car, little sedan, come out and knock on the door and and pull out these bags of these undersized lobster in the middle of the, the summer. And and both my wife and I just say, but uh, but 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 it's not lobster season. Oh, we dive for them. I said, I don't care whether you don't for them. <laughs> Or how you took them. You could have cajoled them with beautiful flute music, for all I know. We used to call those summer shrimp. It's illegal. It's out of season. So as long as we all stand together as we would up there or anywhere else, and we find that there may be something that may be endangered, something that's out of season, you know. But aside from that, let me tell you, during lobster season, you can find some of the best uh, really good uh, fresh lobster places. I could give you names, but I don't want to seem... um, I, you know, there's a lot of good names. Okay, let's just say one name that's very popular down there is Ortega's. And if you're going to go to an Ortega's, there's a couple of them. Some of them are newer than the others, but they're all sort of related to the other family. Go to the oldest Ortega's, the larger one, and that might be a good way to start. But there's, believe me, don't. I'm not trying to say them only because we. I've had 
so many great lobster dinners over the years in various places. I got to tell you, though, the best lobster I ever had in Puerto Nuevo was like back in 1962 when I'd go down <laughs> with a couple of my buddies on a fishing trip and we'd stop there and just pig out on some of the biggest bugs you've ever seen. But those days are gone and we just have to kind of. <laughs> but I would recommend. It's a great place to go. And you know what's nice? John, it's a great day trip. Yeah. It's a great day trip. You're not going down that far. And if you're going a little further, if you want to go a little further than Puerto Nuevo and you want something good to eat, there's a little place where they have the old, um, when you go down there, you'll see some incomplete uh, condos on your right. And, and there's a little place called Cuenza Lechera. It's the old um, dairy milk place. And okay. right after you see that thing says Cuenza Lechera, there's an off-ramp, and you get off there, and when you get off, you look up to the road about 100 yards on your left, and you'll see kind of a turquoise building, two-story. It's called Splash. And this place has got some good stuff. The one thing that I would recommend for people who like to dine there, during the winter months, they often have something you can never buy or enjoy in the United States because of legal issues, and that is what they call marrow, which is the black sea bass, mm -hmm. which when properly taken is perfectly legal, just like it used to be here before the late 60s. And... Um, I got to tell you, this stuff—if you've never had a big chunk of this black sea bass that's been that's been baked with garlic butter and some maybe some almonds until they were slightly browned—you have not really enjoyed one. It is indeed fantastic. Hey, just briefly, you know, uh, if you're not a fisherman and you like destination spots, so that are still on the Pacific side, you're visiting yeah. Rosarita Beach or something like that, you got to take a side trip to the Guadalupe Valley, and I can't b believe how things are just growing and expanding and maturing in the Guadalupe Valley there. Well, sir, it, it might be in some circles considered a bit cheeky of me to announce at this point to all the listeners that at this very moment I'm enjoying a little sip of some of our, one of our nicer reds from the Guadalupe Valley. And I have to tell you, we have some of the best, well, you know, we have um, a kind of soil, the combination of the soil, the weather, and everything creates a, um, a, an environment that is really uh, ideal for particularly heavy Mediterranean reds. Particularly, like one of the ones I think of right away is the Sangiovese, mm -hmm. you know, from Italy. Oh, magnificent Sangiovese. And also Nebbiolo. Now, Nebbiolo is a, is a type of Sangiovese, but Nebbiolo is also the wine that was preferred, so they say, by the Roman emperors. This wine is smooth, velvety, lacks a lot of tannin, and it lacks uh, sweetness, but it's not too dry, and it is the perfect foil to some of the wonderful cheeses they make here and some of the wonderful uh, meat that you get, particularly lamb. No, you're right. I'm so glad you brought up the Valle Guadalupe because, man, uh, there's not just fishing down here. I mean, what's nice is there's a lot of fishermen and anglers. And there's a lot of ladies who angle, too. But there's a lot of times when you go down with a family and with kids and everything, and they want something a little different than a lot of salt in their face and a couple scales on their fingers. And you can come up with something really nice down here, i got to tell you. Yeah, um, I, I find out, too, that if you're staying at any of the, the hotels there, like you mentioned, the Rosarita Beach Hotel, and you want to go, uh, you know, fishing, you can... Arrange that with a concierge there. Or if you want to have a day trip,
to go into the Guadalupe Valley, all you do is you let them know, and they'll set it on up for you, and they'll mm-hmm. send you the day up there. You'll make the tour of, uh, you yep. know, three or four of the, I think there's like 70 wineries up there right now. Yes, they'll stop. They'll, you'll stop off of where artisan cheeses are made, artisan breads, uh, oh. spreads, whatever it is. If you're, you know, and if you don't like grape wine, there's even a, uh, a fellow there that makes wine out of everything besides grape, hibiscus, uh, chocolate, coconut, uh, you name it. Oh, it, yeah. it. It's a great tour. But i got to tell you, in addition to that, if they don't want wine, we have some of the best craft brews down here. You wouldn't believe it. If you're a person that enjoys, like, a good IPA, um, you can find, like, there's this one down in El Salsal, a little place called Aguamala, or Badwater. And let me tell you, this stuff is anything but bad unless it's badass. This is one of the best. Um, it, I would put it at about a 4.8 out of 5 on world IPAs. That's just, I'm an IPA guy, so I, I'm just putting that up there. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're coming up with so much great stuff. And as far as you mentioned cheeses, remember? Yep. Uh, my wife went a couple of weeks ago with some friends. They had a, a girl's trip up to one of the wineries overnight. And, and they went to a number of different places. And one of the places they were making cheeses. Now, I don't know if you're a fan of blue cheese. But I got, she brought me back a wedge. She doesn't drink, eat blue cheese. It's a little strong for her. But she brought me back a wedge of some of the most magnificently creamy, well-veined, and memorable blue cheese I have ever eaten. And when you combine that with a nice sip of that red wine, ooh. ooh. Hey, Tom, we've got to take a break right. right now. Uh, you know, again, we're just scratching the surface trying to oh, yeah. get to some of the places that uh, we know about. Uh, we're going to switch gears in the next segment. We're going to see what's happening over on the San Felipe side. But Wendy, Tom, and I, we're going to take a break right now. We are with Tom Gatch, and he's one of the authorities I know on uh, Northern Baja. You can tell he knows Northern Baja pretty well. Stay tuned. There's more Ron Real Radio to come after these messages. Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief. It's here, and it's time to go on the Chief. For those of you who are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips, ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin 6 ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Don't you just love California in the summer? 
Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, boat California, save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program. It is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. Rod and Real Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Wendy and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Real Radio. Also want to welcome our special guest, Mr. Tom Gash. Gatch, he's an author and writer, a author of Hooked on Baja, and he's also a writer. Many fine columns that appear all throughout the, the uh, not only the country, but throughout the United States. And, Wendy, you had a question that uh, you wanted to ask Tom. Yep. I do. You know, with Mexico in the news and the Kabul incident in the news, how safe is it for us to travel to Mexico? Well... I'm glad you brought that up because <clears throat> we, uh, I've been, you know, as, as John knows, I've been coming down here since I was a kid back in the mid-50s, but but um, we've lived down here. We've had this property for quite a while, but um, we, um, we actually moved down here physically about 10 years ago, and that was back close to the time when, if you remember, there was a lot of stuff going on with the cartels and all this stuff, and... Um, you know, there were a couple instances in northern Baja as well. I, I got to tell you that from my experience here, being a San Diegan, and, um, you know, I, I'm down here maybe just a little over 100 miles from where I was born, and my mother was born too, I, it kind of distresses me that I feel safer here than I do when I come up on during the week to shop or something up there. I, uh, there's, I got to tell you, that I honestly think that down here, um, obviously, if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, it's <clears throat> it can't help you. Um, there are a lot of things in the news we could talk about now that we don't have to. But um, you know, if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, it's not good, no matter where you are. But I got to tell you, down here, we have so much focus on what we have and what we have to offer, and the the the, the, the warmth of this culture is just amazing. Uh, these people, I, I could tell you, and this is sort of a sociological observation on my part, but I, I go into stores and shopping centers and everything down here, and whenever I'm up there, a lot of times I get the feeling of a lot of dour um, uh, 
people not very happy. Down here, I see people who don't even have two tortillas to rub together, that the kids have big smiles on their face and are laughing and, and all this. And i got to tell you, there's something about the culture down here that's just fantastic. And our experiences have been that this, you know, what was it I liked? <laughs> I'm not going to mention the guy's name, uh, but a friend of mine who is in my book, um, I talked to him. He was asking me the same question the other day. And my answer to him was, well, you can look at your own news, but I can tell you when your no- local news report contains uh, news of a fender bender and a couple stolen chickens, life is good. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> hey, Tom, uh, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit in the uh, remaining time we have about okay. the Sea of Cortez side. Uh, right. San Felipe has always been a great destination for not only entertainment, fishing is it still one of the spots to go on on uh, the sea of cortez uh, and uh, how are you rating it nowadays okay i think i think san felipe is really great we have to always remember that san felipe has been a very bucolic location i mean back when i was a kid and i was 14 uh, my mom wouldn't even let me go down when my my cousins are a couple years older than me because it took you all day on a dirt road and everything so so from what it was san cantina has gotten much better i would say if there's anything that stood in the way of san cantina's or i mean not san cantina's um uh, you know uh um, san felipe's san felipe's uh thing it's been the shrimp issue uh you know there's been that thing where they have the little vicara the little that little porpoise which of course is it's the only place in the world we have this is at the northern end of the Sea of Cortez. And unfortunately, if you know how shrimp are taken, I mean, anyone who loves shrimp has got to love those Baja, those big white Mexican shrimp. My Lord, those are the best in the world. But the price tag on that, if you go in the wrong area, they, they get them by, by scraping the bottom, and they take up all the larvae of other fish and everything, and they take a lot of bycatch of these little vaquetas to the point where they are endangered. This has put a big crimp in the get-along of the shrimpers there in in san felipe there was a time a few years ago where you go down remember they always have the shrimp festival between early november for a couple weeks about november 2nd or so and you'd go down there and a lot you know most of the people because the guys who were the shrimpers working on the boat uh, a lot of times they're paid partially in money and partially in shrimp which means they have a perishable product they have to get rid of real quick so you see them on the beach with with coolers of ice you get a good price on some shrimp usually those days they're kind of gone right now but they may come back now from the standpoint of coming to to to, to san felipe for fishing there's some great opportunities um number one if you just want a day trip to go out and just cool it you know you can got there's a number of little pongas on the beach you can go out bring your small plastics uh and light light line fluorocarbon leaders and stuff you catch a lot of little spotted bass maybe some corvina and stuff like that they'll have a fun day for the kids and everything if you want something more serious out of san felipe itself take a, a charter out to the rock what they call it. it's quinceg rock it's way out there at the uh, in kind of in the middle you can see it on a clear day and during the summertime there's a lot of good fishing for everything from sierra mackerel to lord knows what sometimes a grouper or something um now having said that uh, you have to really pretty much head south of San Felipe to get any really good fishing. And, uh, one of the nice things, in fact, you and I were talking about this earlier, was the new road that we have that has extended it down past San Felipe, past uh, Portocitos, and you can go down to Gonzaga and, and, and have access to these areas that used to take you a lot longer to get to and maybe a lot stronger vehicle to get to. Uh, all right. And all that's been opened up now, so that's really good. That's really good. Now, uh, Gary Graham was mentioning that... Uh, 
a lot of people from the Pacific side take Highway 3 across, uh, uh, meet Highway 5 and go down uh, south. But uh, uh, I've been hearing for a little while that last 20 miles between the uh, end of the unpaved road and uh, uh, the where it intersects uh, Highway 1 is uh, still uh, uh, pretty rough. Is that still the case uh, to the best of your knowledge, Tom? Well, let me ask you something. How are the roads in San Diego doing right now? <laughs> no. So if we can use that as a standard, I can tell you you're, you're very accurate with, with your warning on that. And that's why... Um, you know, those of us in, in, now it depends on how far south you are, but if you're in the Ensenada area, I think you'd probably be better off just to go across the, the Sierras there, drop down past San Felipe, fill up on anything you need, and just head right down that way rather than trying to cut over. Um, I know that once they'll eventually get a lot of this squared away. The fact that they even have it down as far as they have right now it, it bodes well. But let me tell you, one of the nice things about this is that, um, I have to say something about fishing out of out of San Felipe. If you have the time, if you have the money, and you would like to really experience the coastal uh, fishing and island fishing of Baja and northern Baja from the midriff up, I would really recommend you take a look at one of the uh, mothership trips. Uh, Tony is you know, Tony Reyes is the only one that's still really left that does that, but he was one of the first and is still one of the best. And they take you down there on a, on a big like almost maybe an old shrimper, and they have. Uh, you know, air-conditioned staterooms and stuff, and they have uh, about half a dozen or more uh, pongas and whatnot. And they take you down to the the LaGuardia uh, Island and everything off, off L.A. Bay, and they hit Incantadas, and they hit uh, uh, the Golden Reef, and a lot of these other areas that will give you fishing that was kind of reminiscent, it will be kind of reminiscent of the stuff that Ray Cannon and other people were, were writing about many, many, many decades ago. Uh, it's really good. It, right now, I'm not sure exactly what it costs, but it's very reasonable. It's around, I'd say probably 11, 1200 bucks for six days. It includes your, um, includes your meals and everything. And you have to check it in. I, I haven't gone for a long time, but I got to tell you, if you want to have a, a turnkey situation where you can go down and experience that area on the Sea of Cortez for great fishing, that's the way to do it. Lots of time to go snorkeling and other stuff, too. Yeah, um, that, however, that, yeah. that, that, that trip, just to interrupt you, uh, with Tony Reyes, uh, their exclusive booking agent up here in the United States is uh, Longfin Tackle. Get a hold of Tom that's Ward right. over there. Uh, to uh, uh, book a trip, it's very reasonable and and it's a great experience. You go down there, spend the night, and then uh, they take you right to the boat. And it's normally yeah. a five day trip, and uh, uh, it, it's a it's a fun trip for sure. Oh, it is. And and one of the nice things is, you know, John, you mentioned you mentioned the long fin, and so often you'll 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 want to go on uh, on something, and you're looking for like an intermediary or a contact, and and you think, well, okay, this guy is you know working for a commission, or this guy's like pushing whatever. He, listen, the long fin has been intimately involved with Tony Reyes's operation for decades, and they are um, the if if it weren't for the long fin, uh, with some of the economic issues we've had and some of the dearths in tourism. We might not even have this trip anymore. So sure. I would encourage everyone to 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 uh, go contact the Longfin, find out, make your trip, find out the prices. They're fantastic. The food is good, um, and the only thing you really have to worry about tipping is you have to tip the captains, of course, and you tip the crew a little bit. But aside from that, your fish cleaning is included, and and all kinds of stuff. And uh, and when I was down there, I was on a boat with Larry Larry Kellerman's brother Mark, and and uh, 
and, and this other gentleman that was a friend of theirs, and we caught the last day. We'd always, I'd wanted a big grouper. We, we, we'd saved, we, we snagged on the troll about a five-pound skipjack from earlier in the day, and I wanted to shit can it, and, and, and you know, the problem was, excuse me, uh, that, that Mark goes, hey, Tom, we've got to put that one in a cooler. So we put that in a cooler, and let me tell you, the last stop of the day, John, we dropped it down with a big, huge hook, and we took a 78-pound brown Baja grouper oh, that, well. i got to tell oh, you, nice. had some of the nicest steaks. Well, Tom, <laughs> we're going to have to end it there. Just quickly, people want to contact with you. Uh, they want to read more about what you're writing about. Uh, quickly, give us the best way to go about doing this. Okay. Really, the best way is just to send a quick email. It's easy to remember, all lowercase, living. Baja, livingbaja at gmail.com. Very mm-hmm. simple. Or you can go on to Facebook to about.com, Saltwater Fishing with Tom Gatch, and that'll give you contact. But if you want a direct contact, just send me an email at livingbaja.com, and I'll get it, and we can work from there. I got a lot of suggestions, and if people need tips on places to go or people to contact, I can sure help them out. All right. Tom Gatch, thanks a lot for cluing us in on what's happening in Northern Baja. I mean, We've got to have you back because there's a lot more to talk about uh, than uh, what we were able to get you. But thank you for sharing the information with us. Okay. Listen, I, I, had, I had three or more things on the list, but we'll have to catch that next time. But the one thing I need to know is that you and Vicky are planning to come down here sometime soon. Uh, maybe this let's month, do it. Right? If nothing okay. else, let's take advantage of the Guadalupe Valley and maybe splash. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I think, I think we're <laughs> on to something there. I'll show oh. you food you've never had. <laughs> All right, Tom. Thanks a lot, sir. We'll talk to you guys later. Okay, All right. Thanks a lot. Hey, Bye-bye. Wendy, and thanks a lot, too. Thanks a lot for, uh, uh, you know, I know it's been a busy weekend for you, but, you know, staying with us, and congratulations on the way uh, the great work that not only you're doing with the uh, Coastal Conservation Association, but also working with Carrie and, and the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. All right. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for tonight. Hey, Tune in next week. Uh, we uh, were supposed to have them a couple of weeks ago, but there was a big fire up at Big Bear Lake. We're going to talk about the new trout hatchery that the uh, uh, the uh, Big Bear Department of Water is planning for Big Bear Lake. You're going to want to hear more about that and a lot more next Sunday night on Rod and Reel Radio starting at 5.05 p.m. So in, in behalf of Stan, Wendy, Jorge, and the AM540 Studios, Ben down here in San Diego, and always a memory of Big Tuna Bill and Eddie McEwen. Go out there and get them, guys. Don't wait until you see the numbers going up on the fish count. Get out there and start fishing for them now because you want to be there the day that the numbers really start stacking up. So until next Sunday night, have a great evening. We're out for now. We'll see you on the water. Good night, everybody. Go out to your place, you gone fishing. Ah, you know. But there's a sign upon your door. Uh-huh. Gone fishing. How real gone.